faction. One, two, three! Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Salute, my people! We are all the way up, and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys, the faction. That's right, we're giving you the latest and greatest in the beautiful sports of professional wrestling, or as I call it, wrestling. But I'm not by myself. I got the father of one Jackson and Jordan with me, GB. How are you? What's up, good brother? How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. Good. You know what? I'm 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 gonna talk softer. People say I yell too. <laughs> but that's what they've come to expect from you. Like if you go soft, they're gonna wonder some if something's wrong. Like, is he okay? Is he mourning the death of WCW? Like what's going on? Hey, hey, so... hey, hey, gee, we have brother. <laughs> now we I just started this show. Now we just now we just started this show. We just started. We ain't been here long. We ain't kumbaya. We singing. Oh, oh it's man. one of them wins. Well, listen, the rest I just of the- I don't understand how you get desecrated so much and you live in Atlanta. Well, it's easy. First, see, this is the problem, right? Like, my ties are not to any particular organization. It is to the sport. So it's like, you know how you have in the NBA, some folks who are either Eastern Conference or Western Conference. Like, they just, you know, I I just like the sport. So however it's presented, I'm good with it, which allows me to not be biased. So if WCW had great moments, I can call it. If they had horrible moments, I can call it. Same for all the other organizations. So that's how I feel about it. Listen, man, sometimes the delivery is just better in one company and it is what it is. Lord, hear you. Well, you know what? I, I will hey, say this. Hey, Wendy's had a great spicy nugget and quit on it. Now they're bringing it back. So, ooh. well, that's that's thanks to Chance the Rapper, though. So, shout yeah, out to Chance that, the that's Rapper. That's what I'm saying. And Cody is our Chance the Rapper. Oh, God, no. Would you? Oh, can you just let AEW be AEW? WCW is dead. Gone. I would let R. AEW. I would let AEW be be dead. I mean, be alive. <laughs> I can't even you get it right. Killing it would, already? Oh my god! I would let be alive if Double or Nothing did not look very similar in production quality of cameras to first WCW. of all. Let me let me say this. And See, and if it wasn't on a Turner broadcast, which I called. Well, let me just say this. First of all, first and foremost, it was on Bleacher Report. It wasn't on Turner. Secondly, here's the thing. The only reason you reference it to WCW is because there has not been another frame of reference with the same quality of production to WWE. All you can think of is WCW because it's the only alter. They had many different camera shots many different approaches um it, it was definitely a different presentation yeah but, but the nuts and bolts the nuts and bolts of it were very similar oh god you know what you just you you were the dude who will say that the sky is red and you will not acknowledge the fact that the only reason the sky is red is because you have red shades on it's the only reason everybody else sees the sky is blue but you see the sky is red because you will not get rid of your Elton John uh, shade. So, I mean, shout out to Elton John. Shout out to the Rocket Man. And shout out to you for keeping hope alive. I, I guess I appreciate not it. Not only am I keeping hope alive, GB, 
But if I were to tell you that the sky is red, I'd be biblical as Matthew 16, oh, 2 talks about Lord. the sky being red. Here you go. So, yes, Here yes, I, uh, yes, oh, I would say the sky is red. Why? Because faith keeps WCW alive Does with AEW. Mm-hmm. WCW is the Old Testament. AEW is the New Testament. Oh, Let's go, baby. Lord help us. The, the scary part is we're all of the less than five. The first Adam was Ric Flair. We're, the second oh, Adam is Cody Rhodes. We're less than five minutes in, and already we're off to the races. How was your week? Man, listen, my week was really, really good. I found myself in one Warner Robins, Georgia, Ooh, GB. Ooh, that's Ron Simmons' country. Ron Simmons' wow. country. Wow. And not a person in Warner Robins wanted to talk to me about Ron Simmons. Well, and yet it was only one word for me to say in that holy church. <laughs> Come on, I won't say, say it, it on the show. Say it. I won't say it on the show. Oh, Josh Spill, you say it. Go. No, yeah, I'm joking. Now you know Josh ain't gonna say it. Josh ain't gonna say it. <laughs> but here's my thing, man. I was in Warner Robins, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, there, brother. There's nothing in Warner Robins. Wow. It was wow. good and country out there. Wow. It was actually more Fort. Valley, Georgia. Okay. Which uh there was a lot of open field. Wow. Wow. There. Wow. So but it it was a great time, man. Uh okay. the people that were hosting us out there, the church was amazing. Yeah. Came on back, hung out with my girl. It was just a beautiful time. That's dope. That's really, really dope. Really dope. Yeah, it- but 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 listen to this though. I struggle with flying into Atlanta. And not seeing you. Yeah. And then, like, what's the place you took me to, GB? Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot the name of it. I'll know it when I see it, though. It's it's legendary, Thumbs up. though. Thumbs, Thumbs up. up. That's it. That's Thumbs it. up. Listen, yeah. my yeah. Lord, GB. Yeah. They're the real deal. They're the real now, deal. I'll make this this the, the, the segue. How are you, GB? What you know was what? Your, what's your week been like? Uh, my week, I've been up more than I've been asleep. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's 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 been good, you know. Um, uh, Jackson slept through the night one night for the first time, which was kind of like it scared me so bad that because uh, uh, it was a Monday night. I'd actually I probably shouldn't say this, but I fell asleep during Raw, and I don't know that I blame Raw for that. I was just tired, and I was watching it in the wrong room. Um, they were in the living room. We all fell asleep. Uh, I woke up. I didn't know what time it was. They didn't come in the room, so I fell back asleep. I woke up again. It was 3 a.m. Nobody was in the room, so I'm like, okay, where are you guys? So I literally got up, and I looked. He was asleep. She was up. She's like, everything's fine. He was nursing, which, again, that was odd because he hasn't been doing that. So I said, well, I've got another hour and a half. I'm going back to sleep. And so, uh, yeah, that was cool. So I'm going to hold on to that memory for as long as I can until the next (laughs) one comes. Uh, (laughs) But uh, it's all good. You know, the baby's growing well. He's a month old now. And, um, you know, I I, I can't believe we've made it a month. So, you know, one month down, many, 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 many more to go. Many more to go. uh, For sure. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, guys, if you missed our show last week, man, first of all, you should not miss our show. It is absolutely fantastic. And it is must listen radio as we spent some time talking about the A and B block participants in the upcoming G1 Climax 29 tournament for New Japan Pro Wrestling. We talked about this phenomenon that is AEW and what's behind it. 
And what's really going on with the women's evolution? We talked about all of that and more on last week's episode of The Faction. Go back, check it out. Available on podcast or here at BonnerFideRadio.com. Well, new week, new episode. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. Welcome to episode 171 of The Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We're going to kick things off with WWE Stomping Ground. Also, social media has been lit, lit, lit. There's an NXT breakout tournament. We also have some NXT stars returning to NXT. Did you see AJ versus Ricochet? We're going to talk SmackDown and AEW Fighter Fest. But before we do, it's been 10 years and one day since we lost the King of Pop. Things don't seem natural. That's a song by the Imagine Dragons. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into The Faction. <laughs> You hold the line When every one of them is giving up and giving in Tell me, in this house of mine Nothing ever comes without a consequence of cost Tell me, will the stars align? Will heaven step in? Will it save us from a sin? Will it? Cause this house of mine stands strong That's the price you pay Leave behind your heart
are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney. That was natural by Imagine <clears throat> Dragons. Now, GB, let's get it the news. All right, so there's lots to talk about. We're going to start with the WWE's latest pay-per-view. It's their newest pay-per-view, and it's called Stomping Grounds. It took place live at the T- Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, Washington. Here are the results, and we're going to have our good conversation about this. The kickoff show saw Drew Gulak become the new WWE Cruiserweight Champion by defeating Tony Nese and Akira Tozawa in a triple threat match. The Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch defeated Lacey Evans. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeated Big E and Xavier Woods of the New Day. Ricochet defeated Samoa Joe to become the new United States Champion. The SmackDown Tag Team Champions Daniel Bryan and Rowan were cheered wildly in the home state of Daniel Bryan in Washington as they defeated Heavy Machinery. SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey defeated Alexa Bliss. Roman Reigns defeated Drew McIntyre. Then the WWE Champion Kofi Kingston retained his title against Dolph Ziggler in a scintillating steel cage match. And in the main event, the Universal Champion Seth Rollins overcame special guest referee uh, Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin with a save from Becky the Lynch. To retain the Universal Championship. All right, guys, uh, let's have this conversation about stomping grounds. What do you think of the pay per view? Now, GB, I, I really want to start with you. I, I, I want to hear your thoughts okay. on stomping ground really quick. Well, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by stomping grounds. I had very low expectations for the show. Um, really, nothing about the card coming into it excited me much. But I got the the sense by match two, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus yeah. uh, The New Day, those guys really put on a clinic. Like, I really think I could watch those guys go at it for a while. Yeah. And then everything after that really, really rocked, and it rocked hard. Ricochet and Samoa Joe told a great story. They had a great match. Daniel Bryan and Rowan, I don't think, get the credit that they deserve because they made heavy machinery look like oh. money. Oh, we got to talk about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have that conversation. Uh, Bailey was great. I enjoyed Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Kofi Kingston, his you know what I love about Kofi Kingston? For years, he was merely a highlight reel for the Royal Rumble. As we all tried to figure out how he would stave off elimination, but he never got to win. Now he's getting to use those same creative feats and opportunities yeah. in matches like this. We've never seen an ending to a cage match like we saw Sunday night. And then I, I got to say this. Nothing excited me on paper about Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. We've seen it over and over again. I'm sick right. of Baron Corbin. However, when Baron Corbin announced Lacey Evans as the special guest referee, Things got interesting, and before the night was over, it felt like, and Clack would love to hear me say this, it felt like an Attitude Era ending to this pay-per-view, which I think spoke volumes. So for me, 
this pay-per-view was a pleasant surprise. And uh, I'll probably talk about it more at length. But I get the feeling that WWE is looking to build momentum. And they're finally getting serious about the fact that they have competition and they got to do something. So that was my take on Stomping Grounds. What about you? Uh, for, first off, I was shocked when I tuned in slightly late. I came in on the second uh, the second match. Mm-hmm. And first thing that I asked myself, and I'll get into the wrestling, is was much of this arena blacked out? Well, the answer is yes. Uh, my understanding is this pay-per-view actually... Um, got the lowest buy rate in WWE history. Now, granted, you have the WWE Network, but it takes certain things into account um, outside of the network in terms of the number of people who bought pay-per-views outside. It was the lowest number they've ever seen. On top of that, the in-house paid attendance, I believe, was somewhere around 4,000. 4,000! Well, they... they <laughs> They had a they had an attendance of six. Mm-hmm. That meant GB they gave away two thousand. Well, I, I told heard it you, was buy one get one. It at one was time. as of last week. It was buy one get one. So the and and Tacoma. The sad part is Tacoma is not a major market. So it's not like a pay per view rolls through Tacoma every every you know six months. So they should have been on it. So really, the sad part here is that there was not enough. To bring those people, even with the home crowd, the hometown crowd of uh, home hometown boy of of Daniel Bryan, wasn't enough to bring these people into the arena. So there's a lot to be said for that. Now, do I think they delivered? They did, but they delivered in front of a house show audience instead of a pay per view audience. Yeah. My, my my fear as I'm watching this, I feel like Brett the Hitman Hart doesn't get enough uh, credit as being champion. Uh, I feel like Brett the Hitman Hart doesn't get enough enough credit as for how stellar of matches he had in an era that just happened to be a low ratings era. It didn't just happen fear, to be a low ratings era. There was a relatively poor product. I mean, you had Doink the Clown getting world title matches. So oh, be, 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 very true. But my fear is that we won't recognize the greatness of Kofi because the ratings for pay-per-view, for this pay-per-view, were so low. Like you said, the, the Kofi and Dolph match was a step. The ending. Yeah, oh, my God. The ending. Oh, my Lord. You know, who, who, who's ever done that? Never. But when I tuned in, my expectations and my energy was immediately shifted. Yes. Because not only did I notice the crowd was low, but they kept showing me the shot where it's clearly tarped off. Right, right. And, and, and I'm trying to make it look big, you, yeah. You guys are usually smarter than this. Yeah, yeah. You guys would normally put it, if, if I'm standing at the hard camera, it would be to my right mm-hmm. where it's tarped off. But if I'm standing in front or looking at the, the um, if I'm standing looked on in the ring looking at the hard camera, it's to my immediate left. Yeah. That means that people can look over my shoulder, move the camera a hair on accident, mm-hmm. and you see this huge space yeah. that is tarped off. So I went digging, and I know we're talking about the pay-per-view, but I went digging. This arena holds 
uh, let me get this right, 20,000 people wow. on the front of it being uh, indoor soccer. Wow. Wow. It holds 19,000 for hockey. Wow. 10,000 for American football. And we put 4,000 paid tickets wow. in this arena. Well, let me tell you who I want to hear from because I'm sure he's going to have an explanation for this. Brandon Jerome Jehoshaphat Clack. Clack, what did you think of the Stomping Grounds pay-per-view? Uh, my, my sentiments really do match how you all feel. Okay. I just think that my... Uh, explanation for it is going to infuriate you. Oh, lack of talent. Guys, I'm telling you, we're at a talent deficit. And I think with the type of cards that the WWE has been dealt. Case in point, Courtney, can you take another sip? Can you take another sip? Please take another sip. Take another sip. Just take another sip. When he takes a sip of that, look at the Hall of Famers. And I know you fans oh, can't see Lord. that. But I want you to look at oh. the Hall of Famers that are on that mug that are no longer on the roster. Not uh, him. So not you just called game. John Moxley a Hall of Famer? Okay. <laughs> no, nice. I did not. You did? I, hold on. You didn't you let did. me explain. Mm-hmm. John Cena and Brock Lesnar are no longer on the main roster. Lesnar is on the main roster. What are you talking about? He's on Monday Night Raw. I mean on a weekly basis. He's been there that, three of the last ball. four weeks. Yeah, but but we don't have an expectation for him. We, we do. He's Mr. Money friend. in the Bank. Heyman we was there. To see him. We don't expect to see him weekly. Oh. We don't. To this, and, and and that's not anyone's fault but Barack. But my, but my point is, and then I'm tossing it back to you all. My point is, if someone is coming to an event, they are coming for headliners. And if you give us headliners, no, I don't care what your in-ring product is. It's just the truth. It's 2019. The average wrestling fan does not care like the diehard wrestling fan like we are. We have got to put headliners on the card, and they'll come. So, so let me. Who's the headliner to you? Let under put Undertaker on there. Did and I know you all want him to retire because he's balding in the back. But but when that dong went off. I don't care how old he I is. went up. Well, I we, went went up. We, we all did, but here's the deal, right? Here's the deal. Okay. I would I would agree with you if not for the fact that right now you have Cedric Alexander who went a year undefeated as your cruiserweight champion who's one of the most exciting guys. Matter of fact, he was so good in the Cruiserweight Classic, the fans begged Triple H to sign him. He went from being undefeated for a year and having a stellar match down at the Super Showdown in Australia with Buddy Murphy to chasing after the 24-7 championship. The guys who are chasing after the 24-7 championship are former main eventers. EC3 went undefeated two years in the rival TNA. 
You got um, Eric Young, who's part of Sanity, who they were the tag team champions, who, by the way, the great Undisputed Era attacked to make their debut on in WWE and NXT. You've got amazing guys being relegated to chasing after the 24-7 championship. You have major potential stars who aren't being utilized. Case in point, should we have had Samoa Joe as the U.S. champion or should you have had Samoa Joe fighting for the Universal Championship? As you can see, he's fighting for the WWE Championship next month. I don't think we have a talent deficit. I think we have a... It's kind of like this. You can have all the right pieces in the wrong order and have a poor song or poor production. But if you flip the order and you put the right pieces in the right places, you can have something absolutely amazing. You guys do sermon preps all the time. If you start the sermon with your main point and you end with your intro, you got all the right pieces in the wrong order and it is not effective i think that's what we have right now because you've got some incredible guys and and ladies but it's not being put in the right places with that said though with that said this pay-per-view all those things being uh, uh, uh allotted actually delivered which is what's amazing to me we can't hear you courtney you're muted for some reason. I don't know why. Man, y'all won't mute me. No, nah, we, we didn't mute you. We didn't mute you. Here's what here, here's what, what 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 I will say is that what impressed me uh, at the pay per view was, and I'm looking for it on, on my run sheet, was Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus yeah. Heavy Machinery. Yeah, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, man, they are money. They are. They are good. I love what's happening with them. Putting Kofi inside of a steel cage, Kofi needs more matches like that where he can do more of the things that wow us. And this season, as we're getting ready to see the unveiling of AEW, and by God, we just watching clack. If you've not watched Cody versus Dustin yet, you will, we watched Dustin bleed to doggone death mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. ring and mm-hmm. keep on bleeding. Yeah. They better give us. More of those Kofi Dolph Ziggler matches, but but let and, me... and, I, and I'm going to say this: mm-hmm. I would not have been mad to see Dolph walk away with the with the title. Not after that match; it was a great match. And, I wouldn't and have to been. me. He would have earned it. But let me, but let me, let me give you an example about pieces in the wrong place. Right? Can we acknowledge that Lacey Evans has no business in the women's title picture? She is horrible. Okay, let's go back. And, and I meant to talk about this a couple of weeks ago. The match she had on Raw against Charlotte, one of the worst matches I have ever seen. And then how many missed spots did she have Sunday night against uh, uh, Becky Lynch? She is being pushed too fast. Same thing for the heavy machinery. They're trying to push certain people that don't deserve pushes. And then the people who do deserve the opportunity to run with the ball, they're not giving them to them. So, to me, we've got the wrong people uh, in the wrong places. Now, I don't know how y'all feel about this, but I have figured out wrestling fans are as fickle as conference friendships. Oh, Here's I what I mean by Especially this. Especially in 2019. Sure. Here's what I mean by this. 
Guys, I miss Ronnie. I do too. I miss Ronnie. I didn't think I would, but I do. Now, 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 Clack, you cannot say that Ronnie wasn't money. Ronnie was putting butts in seats. Yes, she was. And she she gave, you know what she did? She gave the women's division something to aspire to because here's the deal, right? We all know that, okay, some of these women on any given day could be great, could not be great. But Ronda Rousey has been a proven commodity in MMA. And Ronda Rousey, I hate to say what I'm about to say, but Ronda was like the female Brock Lesnar. In the sense of... She was. In the sense that she had proven herself outside of this sport um, as a mixed martial artist. So it's it, it was it's like when you wrestled Kurt Angle, a gold medalist in Olympic wrestling. Like when you when you wrestle people who have proven themselves outside of the business, it authenticates you. It puts you in a different space, and oh, they had wait, to aspire what? toward what? that. What is happening? No, let me. Oh, I'm telling you. But listen, let me. T- let me tell you here, 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 here's the real problem with the faction. See, I I had to hijack this moment because y'all's booking sucks. Wait, is, is this, is... I, I, I just, you started talking about women's wrestling and Christabel hit me in the back of the neck with a chop. And now she is complaining that our booking sucks because we have not booked a women's champion. I... <laughs> do y'all have a problem with women on the show? Oh, I mean, y'all we, can't. We've and been wanting y'all women. Do with a man. We, I mean, y'all, y'all got a problem with females? Well, we well no, no, let, let, let me be very honest with this you. I don't have a problem with women on the show. I just think that women aren't cut to be on this show. Wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh, the, the views okay. of Courtney Beard are not necessarily so that, that of the fashion. Fix me some breakfast. <laughs> now you're saying that because Cornette is clearly not there. Oh my God. Hey, I, Christabel, I, you cannot call her. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would ask for Yanni, but right now she's working with Jackson. But I have, we've been wanting to have women Wait, on the so, show. So please. Christabel, do, do, do you watch wrestling? I do. Which, 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 do you watch the latest wrestling or no? See, I I enjoy the classics as well, mm-hmm. and the pro- the real problem with with WWE now is that Batista's gone. <gasps> <laughs> what? I don't I don't I don't like her motives behind this Batista, and I am now. Into Wait a this. minute. Wait, enough is enough. I will not be hit with a chair twice. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna get me in front of my peers, lady. Would that have feels the same way about Randy Orton? Is Randy Orton going to be up there tonight? Oh Lord! <laughs> oh, I don't like. I don't like where this is going. I don't, I don't like, like where Randy, this is going. What, what do y'all watch it for? <laughs> what are you watching Batista for? He's great at what he does. Yeah, he's what does he do? <laughs> I gotta. I gotta go. Uh, uh, I'll be right back. He's great at what he does. <laughs> I got real tears. He's great at what he does. Oh my Chris, gosh, Christabel! Did, did did you watch wrestling before you 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 got with Brandon? No, absolutely not. I did not. Uh-huh. Really? I find it interesting. I never even really knew exist it existed. Wow! I came into it during the DX era, which is absolutely my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I got to tell y'all why. Since you tried to expose me, 
and release your, your little uh, hunk crush and interrupt the <laughs> crush with your little girl power. So Christabel was leading worship in the 90s when DX used to do Suck It. Yeah. Uh-huh. There was a particular Sunday night service. While on the platform leading worship, she was acting as if she was bowing to the Lord and she was literally doing suck it. <laughs> and no one in the Don't church lie knew on her. I Are promise you... to God. And not only did she do it, but the entire rebellious praise team did it, which all included her siblings. And they were all literally, some were doing the crotch chop and some were doing the cross X chop that Sean would do. Yeah. It was during musical interlude. People are crying, worshiping, and they are doing to every beat of the kick drum, a suck it. And, and laughing hysterically about it. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. It was like, the worst. How many Talk about the attitude era. before you recognized it? I knew it the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it the first. And, I, I and in that moment, I said, anyway. and, and when she did that crotch chop in church, that suck it, I said to myself, I'm going to marry that girl. <laughs> Anyone that can mingle Jesus and DX, yeah. you got to be Mrs. Clack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said. Job well done. <laughs> Job well My, done. Well, oh, we, we, we need to get more women on this show. I'm for it. Christabel, I'm for it, too. She hit us with a chair shot. She she has an open invitation whenever she wants to come. I would love to have Christabel on. I, I'd love to get my wife on uh, if and, I can and, get her and, on. And now that we have baby Jackson here, we have to talk about baby Clack. Yeah. Who is... Uh, uh, on the way, so we got to get her back on the show for that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. No. oh, now he's quiet. <laughs> oh, now he's quiet. I'm quiet because I put y'all on mute because I'm trying to figure out this Batista thing. Uh, uh, you figured it out. They call, they call <laughs> Batista the animal, so. Now that the concessions are here, GB, which one of the wrestlers has your wife watched for? Uh, believe it or not, it was Mark Henry. She's a really? mo- no. She's a. You know what she loves about Mark Henry? What she loves his attitude. The fact that you know back oh, in the yeah. day when Mark Henry would just kick butt and take names. Like yep. oh man, we went to matter of fact, we went to a pay per view in D.C. I had invited her, and she was like, "Okay, are you sure you want to? You sure you want me to come?" I'm like, "Absolutely, I do." We weren't dating at the time, but we were friends, and I was hoping to move out of the friend zone. And so, here we go. GB took on a date to wrestling class. I sure did. But it was it was a few of us that went. So, John, matter of fact, John was there. Um, and uh, it was a cool thing. So, that night during a pay-per-view, Mark Henry picked up the big show and body slammed him through a table. And in that moment, she was like, I love Mark Henry. I love pro wrestling. Wow. Yeah. That's, cool. That's incredible. Yeah. So, pro wrestling is, has brought us all together. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So... Yeah, so speaking of couples, and I'm glad actually you're here for this, one of the big things that came out uh, shortly after WrestleMania is the uh, couple that is the Universal Champion and the Raw Women's Champion. That would be Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, a couple that has been all over social media, and now the WWE is acknowledging it, and that was actually used as she actually came out to save him and help him retain the championship. Now, some of our followers um, are, have mixed views on this love relationship being paraded 
on WWE TV. I've heard that people love it. I've heard some people who really don't like it and think they have no chemistry. What do you guys think about Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, a real-life couple, being used on WWE programming? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What do you think? Well, if they're smart, they're going to do their homework on Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Boom! And that they, they need to at some at least for the for the drama sake. Uh, at some point, I think Seth needs to lose his mind a little bit. I think he needs to accidentally clubber. He needs to knock her down. You know, so, somebody. There, there needs to be some type of feud that needs to take place. So I, between I, the two of them, or yeah, there needs to be some, some kind of. I you, hate do, do you think I don't that's even what you can do this? Do, do you think Listen, that's what made Savage that, that, and Elizabeth? There are certain work? things. There are certain things that can't be done in 2019. For instance, you cannot club Becky Lynch if you're Seth Rollins. Right. The other one, Atlanta, you can't bring back Freak Nick. There are certain <laughs> things that can't happen in 2019. But Atlanta is, and they're trying to I make know, it family friendly. Yeah, I, I don't but know how you, mean, do you remember the few times where Savage would try to clothesline someone else. Oh, yeah. Connect with Miss Elizabeth. That's what I. Yeah, but, but you know Becky would push him back like she did on, on Monday. Yeah, I mean like that's he, what would make it at another level. But here's the thing, though, they played off of who Savage and Elizabeth really were. Savage really was crazy. Savage really was borderline <laughs> abusive to her. So it wow. was easy for that to translate. You know, there's plenty of stories. You remember uh, the big breakup that happened between Savage and Hogan over Elizabeth. Um, on many accounts, that was very real. Like, they, you know, if you hear Hogan tell the story about when they came back from the break and they were in the, the back room, uh, in the medicine room, and they were checking on Elizabeth and they were arguing, they literally were arguing when they were being counted down. So the camera started rolling and never counted them in because they never, you know, they were just going back and forth. So Savage was very, very protective of Elizabeth. And so, you know, now... What they would have to do is play on where Seth and Becky are, which I think they actually did Monday night. You know, think about it. Becky is the man, and she comes out. Think about it. When's the last time you had a woman come out and save a man in a man's championship match? Jesus. When, when, when my uncle was getting beat up at the bar two weeks ago, oh, my see? auntie had to go get him. See, oh, I'm, not do, I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. Well, look, we got to take a break. So, but we have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation about Becky Lynch uh, and Seth Rollins and really how Seth Rollins has kind of gone seemingly rogue on social media this week. We'll talk about all of that. We'll get into some things happening in NXT as well. But right now, speaking of NXT, let's go to some music from their number one faction, which represents the NXT champion. Your CFO with the theme song to Undisputed Era. It's simply called Undisputed. It's the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is Caprice Coleman, and you're listening to the faction on Bonafide Radio. That's right, the mount, the style, the grace, the shape, and the faith. Support Bonafide Radio, the faction. Keep it on, baby. Shock the system.
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Is in the building. <laughs> you can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Why, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. Can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonafide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonafide.com or via the Bonafide Radio app. Bonafide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the facts and partner powered by partner with partner with no. <laughs> uh, facts and followers. I'm so sorry. I botched that. But it's Courtney Beard's fault. If you all could hear the nonsense, GB, pure nonsense. Yeah. I'm I'm convinced, GB, we are the only sane ones on the show. I, I, I'm G, you, you don't record the breaks, do you? No, oh, thankfully not. Okay. Because... Oh, Thank you, that GP. would be problematic. One day I Ooh. might, though. No, one day I might. No, it's be, be, because I'm so I'm so bottled up with stuff oh, that, that I can't say on the show. Oh, so when we get on the breaks, I just it, just, <laughs> it just comes all the way out. So before we went to break, we were talking about Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, uh, two champions, one couple. Um, that now WWE is utilizing, um, not necessarily, well, I was going to say not necessarily storylines, but they do have storylines connected to them. Uh, Becky was directly responsible for Seth retaining, uh, and now Becky and Seth will be in a mixed tag match for Extreme Rules, uh, defending both of their titles against uh, Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin. The question, though, is... Is this a good use of this relationship? Should we be doing that? I mean, they certainly are not the only couples right now in WWE that are dating, but they are the only ones right now that are being utilized uh, on television. Is this a good thing or not? To me, it's a catch-22, man. I have a lot of thoughts about this whole thing. A lot? Oh, uh, do you now? You? Yeah, I do have a lot of thoughts about it. You have thoughts. Courtney I said has, thoughts, GP. Not just any thoughts, thoughts. a lot of thoughts. Yeah, uh huh. Courtney, I see Jesus what you're doing. Help us thought. I see what you're doing. You, yes. Go ahead. Who 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 needs enemies when I got you two? You, do you have There's something in 2019 that you can't have as a preacher. <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> 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 oh, this is great. You, this is great. You cannot have thoughts. You can't. You better have thoughts. You, oh, man. Oh. 
Thank you for a U a G and H. Listen, listen. Other than but that, it no, is UG. <laughs> right, exactly. You better have an UG in the box. <laughs> Mm, well, uh, mm, so oh. I agree with with Clyde. I totally agree. You guys have convinced me to watch uh, Dark Side of the Ring. It's amazing, which I uh, they did a great job of chronicling the Elizabeth and the Randy Savage. And who knew? Who knew that? Eli- I, I feel like when John Murray's on the show, who knew that Elizabeth? Uh, did, did she? Uh, 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 yes, Lord. So uh, in the midst, well, Linda Hogan said that Elizabeth met a man and decided I'm going to stay in his room and not answer Randy's calls. And Randy had to fly down and come get her. Well, Elizabeth, let's also remember, she I'm left Randy. They weren't in there having service. She left, well, she left Randy. Were, but they were probably in there having tent revival. Well, I- I wouldn't say that. I mean, here's the thing. Oh, you see, you know what? You're supposed to be the one with the pure they, heart, but obviously you're not. The, 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 they, they were in there having convocation. <laughs> What's your point? Oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, and and real wrestlers don't at me about that either. I said what I said. Oh god. So, uh, real wrestlers. Real wrestlers. So. so Here's here's my thought. I don't like the idea of Becky Lynch, who calls herself the man, now putting herself in the romantic um, uh, uh, influence of Seth. I feel like WWE could have milked this some more. Do you know how many more events we could have seen them at on Instagram? How many more times we could have seen them together on Twitter? I feel like this is rushed. This is what happens when a 70-something-year-old man is running a company and decides that not only does he want to do this, but he thinks that two out of three falls is great. He thinks all these other stupid ideas are great. He says, let's put Seth Rollins, who doesn't need any, any help, with Becky Lynch, who doesn't need any help. So now you've lost two talkers because you put him in one segment. I disagree. I disagree. And also. here's why. Time is of the essence. If anything that Isaiah Thomas has taught us, and not the Pistons Isaiah Thomas, I'm talking about the Isaiah Thomas that nobody remembers. And there's a reason why you don't remember him. He had a window of success with Boston. Something happened, and now he sits the bench with Denver and possibly might not even get re-signed. One year, he's eligible for a Supermax, and the next year, he's eligible to go see Max Payne. Their time is of the essence. And right now... Who knows? At some point, wrestling fans might remember the legendary Stone Cold and not have a need for Becky any longer. You got to strike while the iron is hot. In my opinion, some point, Becky needs to get fed up with not getting enough attention and say, I wear the pants in this family. I'm the head of the household. Let's prove it. Me versus you, WrestleMania. Yeah. First blood. Well, let me, First let, blood. Me, let me just say this. I, I mean, I actually do disagree with Courtney. Uh, I feel like, first of all, there are places to take this. First things first, it actually, in a weird way, shows a different side of Becky to have her in a relationship on screen. She's still referencing herself as the man, and to watch her attempt to be feminine, but not really, that's a different... It's, it's, it's weird. It's not weird. It's a very different thing. It, think, for instance... What would have happened, you know, remember when we saw Eddie pursuing China? What would have happened if China had been okay with it? We would have seen a different side of China. And China, of course, was so hardcore. I think this has a lot of places it can go. And again, let's think about this. Um, uh, uh, Elizabeth never 
preserved a championship for Randy Savage. It didn't happen, right? And certainly she didn't come out to make the save. Becky coming out, I don't think we've heard the end of this. Becky coming out to make the save on Seth was a very unique move. That, let's remember this. Seth was in the middle of the ring Monday night, and they were chanting for Becky, not for Seth. This is going to actually end up turning, I think, into something where you do end up with a Seth versus Becky. Because my thought is this, they're not married. And so for me, when I think of couples that aren't married, I think there's going to be a breakup until there's unless there's a permanent commitment made. So I think at some point this turns into something volatile where the people are going to ultimately take Becky's side and build Becky to be even larger because without Ronda Rousey, there's really nobody for Becky to feud with. This whole thing, I, I don't ever want to hear Lacey Evans talk again. So for me, this adds a yeah. She's like a broke Blanche Devereaux. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's terrible. So to me, I think this is a great use of Becky. It gives us a different look at her. Uh, there are some people who say that they don't have great chemistry. Well, here's the deal. The deal is when you're trying to still keep a public relationship relatively private, only certain things get to seep out. And if you're the man, you can't show a lot of nurturing and feminine on TV. So I think it's I think it, it, it's enough of something different that we're not seeing anywhere else that gives us something special and unique to tune into on WWE. So I think it's a win. But guys. If we lived in a timeless era, wouldn't you have loved to see Scary Sherry with Seth Rollins both walking down with that jet black hair? Oh, my God. They tore the house down. Mm, I don't know. I think. Uh, uh, see, yeah, I, I don't know, because here's the thing. We all just disagreeing no, with everything. Because y'all are just being. I don't see them going together. I don't see them going together. It just it doesn't. Yeah, I, I not going together. No, when she, I, her managing no, him. No, I can't see that. I can't see she. If if anything, you could put Sherry with uh, an evil Daniel Bryan. Now that could work. Because she needs somebody evil yeah. to be with, but somebody where she yes. could basically do the Daniel talking. Bryan. Where she could do the yeah, talking. Yeah. So it's so like meets the So here, here's the thing, right? Seth Rollins. Um, before the Stomping Grounds pay-per-view happened, really took to Twitter and kind of took the limits off. He basically said he was tired of being quiet and defended WWE and, and used this term, which has been used in Ring of Honor, saying that we have the best pro wrestling in the world, which was an obvious dig at Ring of Honor, an obvious dig at AEW. He then went on to have a, a, a verbal spat with a few people um, telling, you know, he talked about the cruiserweight match to which he got a response from Will Ospreay. Um, and they went back and forth. Jericho got involved. He even had some things to say to John Moxley, uh, really criticizing Moxley for uh, him, uh, you know, for his criticisms of WWE on podcasts and the like. And we're starting now to see uh, a cross-pollination on social media of wrestling companies that we've never seen before. Here's my question to you. Is this good 
for the business or should everybody hang out in their appropriate wheelhouses? Because we've seen this happen from New Japan. We've seen other references in other places. We've never seen WWE initiate this on social media. What are your thoughts? Clack. For the deficit of talent that we're in right now, I say yes. Oh, God. If this were the Attitude Era, I would say absolutely not. I would use the competition and ignoring the other companies uh, just as bragging rights, really. But but for where we are today, yeah, it's definitely needed. So mention uh, Lil Naito and um, uh, the the lack of love for wrestling. What's his name? Moxley. Use all those kinds of people, and and yeah, I think it would. I think it would really work. Yeah. Man, I, I'm kind oh, of. Oh, hold on, Courtney. GB, I do have a quick question for you, and then Courtney, you go. Mm-hmm. Will we ever get the TNA catalog on the network? What? Number one, and will the network ever be downloadable like Netflix? Okay, so oh, to, to answer that's part of that, number one, you know, WWE had been working hard to acquire TNA's catalog. So they okay. have absolutely gotten certain pieces of it, which you'll notice during um, certain spots with TNA folks. They'll actually use some of that footage. Um, part of the reason we may not see it on the WWE Network is now that Impact has their own streaming network called Impact Plus that really builds off of that old uh, footage. Finding that footage in two different places on two different streaming networks probably wouldn't be good for business. So WWE, as of right now, they've got permission to use it in like documentaries and things like that. But we probably won't see it on the network. And as for the downloadable piece, I'm not sure yet because one of the big things is how would they track it, right? So if you download it, how would they track it for credits and payouts for the wrestlers that involve that are involved? I don't know. How does Netflix? How does Netflix track it? That's a great question. That's a a really, really great question. Hey guys, I think though the writing is on the wall where wrestlers are going to have to start being compensated for their work on platforms like the network. Well, and they, I anticipate well, here's the, they are. They are. Oh, wow. They are. And and there was matter of fact, there's a there's a whole thing that's happening right now, a, a lawsuit that I probably can't even talk about on the air involving a WWE superstar who uh, ended up getting into a battle with one of the cameramen for WWE Network programming that he did not uh, want to be on. His image and likeness was used on it. And there was a whole big thing. I have to talk about it off the air. But needless to say, WWE, WWE performers, if they're going to be on the network, they do get credit for it and they get a check for it. So even those guys who are gone, if their image and likeness is used, they end up getting some sort of compensation for it. Yes, they do. Whose well, check would Chris Benoit go to? Well, that's why. That's why. If you'll notice, they they don't advertise him at all. And there are matter of fact, if you go back to WrestleMania 21, and they go to show that um, that match, the the ladder match, the first uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, pretty much all references to him are are gone. So it's as though it's as though he was not in the match. Wow. Yeah. So the match is going on, but they don't say his name. Well, they they really try to take out any likeness to him as well. Now, 
the thing is, during that Attitude Era time, there are so many things that he's on that they can't take him off of. But they don't, you know, like when it comes to pay-per-views and things like that, there's no mention of it. So, Man, if, if, if I'm Benoit's family, I'm suing them for everything that they're worth because they're bullying a man First who had mental all, health issues. you're crazy. Second of all, uh, they're trying to stay far away from it because, quite frankly, the last thing they want to do, they don't have what it takes to fight with a, a, a conglomerate like WWE, and we all know that. So that's why there's really been no mention of it, and it's only been bad press. So that's that's not a, it's it's not a good thing at all. All right, so let's well, do this. While we're we, talking about this, let's not forget that Impact Wrestling deleted the Masters to Global Force, so that'll never be on the network. Well, yeah, that too, that too. <laughs> now that's boss. <laughs> that is really boss. That's really boss. So speaking of boss, we don't do this enough, but we're going to talk a little bit about NXT. Uh, NXT TakeOver, of course, we've talked about quite a bit, but there's some major things happening in NXT right now that deserve our attention. For one, tonight on NXT television, you know, Courtney, you've been waiting for first blood matches and whatnot. Well, tonight, the NXT Women's Championship is on the line as Shayna Baszler takes on Io Shirai in a steel cage match. That's tonight on NXT television. But what else is happening on NXT television? Is a big, big deal. It's the first ever NXT breakout tournament. Here's what's happening. We know they've been signing a lot of people, but most of these people have yet to get on television. So what do you do? Let's create a tournament to get them all on television, and the winner gets to choose which championship they want to compete for. So I want to run down some of the names of most of these guys. Well, not most. All of these guys have relatively new names. So I'm going to kind of share their old name and their new name so you have some degree of reference. Uh, Angel Garza, formerly known as Umberto Garza, uh, he will be involved in a match against Joaquin Wilde. And Joaquin Wilde is formerly known as DJZ. DJZ used to be a part of TNA or Impact. Then you have uh, a gentleman by the name of Boa. Now, Boa... Uh, <laughs> is a pretty big guy. Boa, let's see who Boa is. Boa is a uh, former jiu-jitsu champion from Beijing, China, who's been a part of the Performance Center since 2006. He's going to take on a guy by the name of Jordan Miles, who we know as ACH. Yeah, so these names are changing left and right. The former Sam Shaw, who uh, was part of the NWA, is now known as Dexter Loomis. And he will take on Bronson Reed, who is formerly known as Jonah Rock. And then in the other quarterfinal match, Cameron Grimes, formerly known as Trevor Lee from Impact or TNA, takes on Isaiah Swerve Scott, formerly known as Shane Strickland, who did big things in Lucha Underground and in Evolve. So of all the guys that I've mentioned, all this new talent, who do you think is going to walk away as the winner of the first ever NXT breakout tournament. Well, I'd love to see Cameron Grimes, Trevor Lee, walk away with it. Okay. I like Trevor Lee. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still... Uh, uh, Suplex City keeps me up with indie guys. Uh, there's certainly much more wrestling than I have the opportunity to watch. But when I've seen quick clips of uh, Trevor Lee... Now, ACH is a friend of the show. He is. A.K.A. Jordan Mr. Miles. Mr. Jordan Miles. Yes. The friend to the show... And uh, and then of course just name a uh, name like uh, Garza Junior. Angel Garza. Mm -hmm. 
uh, sounds like somebody I would know here in San Antonio, so I'm rooting for him. Clack, any thoughts on this? <laughs> Clack, you know it's true. <laughs> I'm going for ACH because he's a friend of the show. Yeah. I don't have any other investment in anyone else. But ACH, I got your back, man. Well, Let's do it. I'll tell and you. I hate, the, I hate the name Jordan Miles. I hate that. Why do you hate that? All of these are typical WWE name changes. Well, no. Cameron Grimes. No. Jordan Miles. Boa. Dexter Loomis. All those are typical WWE names. Let me just say this. No, typical WWE names is uh, Shane the Swerver or uh, Albert uh, Christian. Uh, I don't know. I just I just think that they're something weird, something weird. Like they, they actually are giving them first and last names, which I don't know that I have a problem with. Um, I will say this the though. The brother's name was Sam, Sam Shaw. You really should have just left that. Well, but but here's part of the problem, right? Part of the problem, and and just so that people know, why do WWE? Why does WWE do name changes or these other organizations? Because those names are usually trademarked, and so the question is, for instance, for ACH, for instance, and I certainly don't want to tell a story, but. You know, when it boils down to it, when he first came into NXT, they weren't using ACH because that means he'd have to give up all rights to ACH to WWE. And so since he didn't want to do that, he went by his government name, Albert Hardy Jr. And then they went and changed it to Jordan Miles. It's not the first time we've seen um, name changes, certainly with not just these guys, but several others as well, who started off with one name. Shoot, Punishment Martinez, who just came from um, Ring of Honor, is now Damian Priest. You know, so lots of folks go through name changes, and uh, and that's part of the reason why. And so think about it this way. You know, for instance, if John Moxley came over as John Moxley when he left, he would not be able to be John Moxley anymore unless it was his uh, birth name. So, you know. yeah, but I would have loved to hear old Howard Finkel call his name, though. Oh Lord, John Moxley. That was a great that Finkel impression. impression. Great Finkel impression, by the way. Uh, I've never done it before. That was the first. That was that was great. You did a great job of that. So yeah, very very interesting stuff for sure. Um, it's almost time to take a break, but I do want to mention one other thing relative to NXT, and then we'll come back and talk about Raw and SmackDown uh, and get our predictions for Fighter Fest. But um, we kind of talked about this, but it's starting to happen. Tyler Breeze, an NXT original, spent some time, of course, on Raw and SmackDown, kind of had a floundering career there, has now made his return to NXT and is in the main event picture, uh, welcomed by the NXT faithful. Here's my question. Do you think it's a good thing for him to return to NXT? And who else, perhaps, should return to NXT? <laughs> I think everybody should return to NXT. Oh, being on boy. NXT is much better than being on... I read a thing the other day where it says that WWE currently has over 210 wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, I would and agree with that. out of 210... I'm agreeing that 200 are unhappy. Everybody wants to go to NXT. Every NBA player, though they're in the NBA, wants to go and play the Drew League in the summer. They want to go play at the Rutgers in New York. They want to go and know, can I just at a base level still get the job done? Everybody wants to go to NXT. Clack? I I absolutely not. That's, that's just his opinion for shock and value. You know Courtney lives off of you know the the ah moment. So absolutely not. Out of two hundred and ten wrestlers, two hundred are unhappy. That's just not possible. I'm certain two hundred. It may be two hundred and two. 
<laughs> there's just no way. Uh, no, I, I do think they can take Shinsuke back. Bye. Speaking of Shinsuke, uh, it looks like he could end up in a program with Finn Balor, which would just be amazing for the Intercontinental Championship. Like, if you let Shinsuke no, no. be Shinsuke, oh, God, it's going to be amazing. But they're not going to let Shinsuke be Shinsuke. Oh. So no more Shinsuke, no more Cheapskate, no more skates at all. Oh, gosh. Sweet. <laughs> Lord help him. Um, you know, I do think that a return to NXT is a good thing for several folks. First of all, NXT is not the D-Leagues. NXT is its own uh, brand, which is worldwide. And I think that there are options and opportunities uh, if you don't want to work the grueling schedule. But even bigger than the grueling schedule, if you want to be able to wrestle a style that is more uh, conducive to who you actually are, then NXT is the place for you. And personally, I'd rather perform in front of, uh, you know, a thousand rabid fans who love what we do than 10,000 people. Well, it's not even 10,000 anymore than 4,000 people who are just there just to say they were there. So uh, I think NXT is a good situation. But here's the problem. The problem is... NXT right now is about as crowded as Raw and SmackDown, hence this breakout tournament. That's true. And if you only have one hour of programming, um, you know, NXT UK has its own separate roster, its own separate thing going on. You know, there's talk of potentially an NXT Japan coming. Um, you, You really... There has to be more TV opportunity because we there are eight guys showing up on this breakout tournament, all of whom have been stars elsewhere. Uh, should they come in and not be stars at all? And then what do you do with, with all of the guys that are currently there? It's really an interesting situation in NXT, the best of the best. But I think, and I know some people won't like it, but they're going to need another hour of programming somewhere to give these people an opportunity to actually be on television. Who wants to say they're in NXT and sit in the performance center? This guy, Boa, from China, has been in the performance center since 2016. Three years. That's like being signed to a record label and having your album on the shelf for three years. And, oh, by the way, we'll finally release it now. Like, what? Who wants to do that? So I, I just hope that for these eight guys that they really get the opportunity to uh, have some great time on TV because they've done some amazing things uh, in other places. So we'll definitely see. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk Raw and SmackDown and get our predictions for Fighter Fest and give you an update on the N, not the NXT Championship, the Faction Championship. Where do we all stand and uh, how much time is left before a new champion is crowned? talk about that in a second but right now let's go to some more music uh here is music from cfo another nxt standout it's the velveteen dreams theme song simply called velveteen it's the faction powered by bonner fight radio it's me ttp the king of bada bing the master of the diamond cutter the three times three times three times world champion and ceo and founder of ttp yoga you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang! Velveteen Dream.
Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm, I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, Gee, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Wait, why you did that? What are you I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Dan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Velveteen by CF. 
Oh, GB, take us to the next. All right, it's time for the Raw recap, and for that, we'll hear from Courtney the Beard. Take it away. Oh, no, sir. no, no. I was I was really just wanting you to do it, GB. That, oh. That's why I skipped it. Uh, oh, that no, was... uh, no, thank, <laughs> no, thank you, sir. <laughs> WWE Raw was live from Everett, Washington at the Angels of the Winds Arena. What kind of name Now, is tell that? me that doesn't sound like something special, and the guys certainly had angels in the outfield as Raw was a little bit better as it kicked off with Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans as they challenged Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch for WWE at the Extreme Rules. The Usos and the New Day defeated Raw Tag Team Champions, the Revival and SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. 24-7 Champion R-Truth defeated Drake Maverick, The Undertaker, Dong! Attacked Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon when he really saved the big dog. Braun Strowman defeated Bobby Lashley in a tug of war. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. The Viking Raiders defeated Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. R Truth, Heath Slater, Cedric Alexander, EC3 all won the 24 7 championship in one night. WWE champion Kofi Kingston defeated Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Sami Samoa Joe did attack Kofi after the match. I mean, does a brother just get jumped on all networks at all times on every week? Alexa Bliss defeated Naomi. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated Naomi and Natalya. And AJ Styles defeated United States champion Ricochet. Guys, how many more weeks is Kofi going to get jumped? Well, before that, I do want to bring clarity to something last week i mentioned about the fact that all of a sudden we're getting all these two out of three fall matches out of nowhere which seemingly make no sense well an interesting thing happened these elimination matches and two out of three fall matches which you'll notice are happening a lot more on raw and smackdown there's an actual reason for it and here's the reason it's got everything to do with their new deal with fox now how does that have to deal with fox here's how Because Fox and any other station, when they're airing a sporting event, the sporting event doesn't happen while you're in commercial. You go to commercial, it's a timeout. But all the action is shown on television. And so, in order to line up with what's happening with all other sports programs, WWE has said, all right, well, we'll do two out of three fall matches. We'll do elimination matches. So we're no longer going to break during the middle of a match, which on one hand, I think answers a lot of concerns and questions that fans have had because fans are just like, why are we going to break in the middle of the match? I don't know what's going to happen. And then we do know that the match never ends during the middle of the break, as it would have, say, in the old NWA days. So what's the deal? But the flip side to that is I think you now lessen the value of a two out of three falls match, the value of an elimination match, when they used to actually have a reason for happening as opposed to now they're just happening so that you can uh, make allowance for your commercial break and your sponsors. So I don't know if it's fully answered that particular issue, but that is why you see more two out of three falls and elimination matches happening on regular TV right now on Raw and SmackDown. So with that said, what y'all think of Raw? Uh, GB, before we do that, you mean to tell me NWA was dumb enough (laughs) to end matches during commercial breaks? Well, I don't know if that's dumb or not. 
I mean, if anything, it, it makes you wish that the commercial breaks were slower or, or were quicker, rather, so you can get back to the action. But it also makes it feel like a real competition. Like, you know, a win can happen at any point in time, not specifically during uh, once we're back from commercial. So, Well, clearly the fans didn't like it because that company and its brainchild are no longer in existence. So, anyways, Courtney, what do you think of Raw? Monday Night Raw. <laughs> WWE Monday Night Raw in 2019. Because he has thoughts, so we don't want to know what he, he thinks about Raw. <laughs> but... Sorry. Go ahead. I think the both of you guys are still duty hates. As a kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's what here's honestly what 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 I, what I think about it. I think that we're watering down a two out of three falls idea. Two out of three falls used to be like the steel cage and also used to be associated with the I quit map first blood match. It it it's used to end a grudge match or either it throws new gasoline on a grudge match. And so for us to take something like this, it is the same way that I hate now that the DDT is just a regular wrestling move mm-hmm. when the DDT has ended many good matches. Yes. And so uh, the, uh, the I, 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 I'm not a fan, but I, I agree that it is weird that they wrestle through the commercial break. But this is another Vince issue. Vince, you called it sports entertainment. I'm sure when you walked your happy hips into Fox, you called it sports entertainment as opposed to wrestling. People assume that wrestling breaks the rules. When you say sports entertainment and you're selling it like football, well, now you have to play by football rules. And there are people who don't want to outs of wrestling who are now trying to employ you to do different things. Hence, we have the 24-7 rule, which if it wasn't for our truth for the 24-7 championship, this belt wouldn't mean a hill of beans to us. So Vince is shooting himself in the foot for the sake of money. I uh, I have a couple of thoughts. Number one, um, I do think that the two out of three falls and elimination stuff is overused. Um, I just think they need to do something different with matches because to me, if you if you have a superstar losing a two out of three fall match, uh, the first fall in two minutes, that just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. With that said, I do think that overall Monday Night Raw was a great follow-up to uh, the Stomping Grounds pay-per-view. I feel like WWE is gathering and gaining momentum. Um, I feel like there are things that are happening that are, are subtle, that are really good. So, for instance, it's the first week uh, really since post-WrestleMania that we did not have a Firefly Funhouse. Oh, but we did. Because the, 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 the different characters appeared in backstage spots in random moments that were not acknowledged that made me go, somebody is actually thinking through this. Like, this is now becoming an intelligent man sport. And I appreciate that. Make me think. Make me use my brain where it really makes sense. So I, I, I dug that. I feel like people are putting in more work and putting in more effort. Um, and so I think, you know, and, and I think them opening the door on social media is helping with that as well. Um, so that now that they, they have to back up their claims. And quite frankly, I think if social media was around during the Attitude Era, we would have seen blood on the dance floor. You mean to tell me we would not have lived to have seen uh, Undertaker or excuse me, Austin 
tweet Goldberg and vice versa? Oh, oh my God. Lord. If Dude, social media was you. around in the Attitude Era, we'd still be in the Attitude Era. I agree. Fans Somebody may have died. I mean, <laughs> because think Yo, about can, this. Can, can, can you imagine DX going live that they're Ooh. outside the arena? Mm-hmm. Ming would have come out and killed all of them. Yeah. Yo, it, yeah, it'd have been some problems for real. Yeah, We'd it, still be in the Attitude Era, guys. Well, maybe, maybe We'd not. We'd still be sitting at the North Scope. <laughs> no, no, no. Arenas You'd would be still sitting... be uh, selling out. Well, the arenas would be selling. But I will say this. I think the use of social media is one of those things that can create some scenarios that perhaps we hadn't seen. I mean, for instance, the WWE is headed to Japan this week. You don't think that there's going to be somebody somewhere having some degree of a desired confrontation between someone from New Japan and someone from WWE? Not when they're both in Tokyo? Come on. So I think I think there are possibilities, and I think social media has uh, given them an opportunity. I think it has lit a fire under WWE. WWE can no longer say that uh, they don't have competition. And I gotta I gotta say this. Shout out to Seth Rollins for doing what Roman Reigns did not do. Seth Rollins has said, look, I'm going to be the leader. And the leader means I'm not going to let you guys talk bad about my company. I'm not. Listen, I'm not letting people talk bad about my family. My family might have problems. We might not be all that people think we should be. But the last thing you're going to do is talk bad about my family without me defending us. Nobody from WWE has stood up to defend WWE until Sunday night and Seth Rollins. So whether you like the WWE product or not, and whether you agree or not that they have the best pro wrestling in the world, I can highly respect that the champion decided to stand up and take matter into his own hands and challenge anybody. Challenge Will Ospreay. Challenge, you know, I I think that that's a brilliant move. And it moves WWE out of their bubble and into where the rest of the wrestling world actually is. I mean, and it's a great move. It's a great move, and I want to see more of it. Can Seth Rollins give any wrestler in the world a run for his money? Absolutely. Absolutely. can, Can you imagine a Seth Rollins versus a Will Ospreay? Shoot, Seth Rollins and Kenny Omega. Holy freaking cow. I'm just telling you, there are matches to be made out there. And he, you know, let me just put it to you this way. I will say that it would be more believable for Seth Rollins to be the man to stand up for uh, great pro wrestling than Roman Reigns. I love Roman Reigns. I love his story. But Roman Reigns technically couldn't hang with some of these other guys that are out there. so Roman is a company man. Ro- Roman well, feels like a golden era guy. I feel like he would have yeah. done great. Oh, he would have done, really well. yeah, done really well. I agree. I agree. Roman Reigns and Hulk Hogan, that would have been Ooh. something Did you special. imagine? That been Roman would have done great when the world wasn't as smart to wrestling. That, yeah. Sure. Yeah. That would have been, been special. Roman well, and Earthquake together? Now that now that that would you know I could see that making sense. Actually, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It would, Earthquake, it that's work. not bad at all. Yeah, I would love to see him take on John Studd as well. Yeah, yeah. By the uh, way, John Studd would have beat him into a pulp. Well, here's the funny <laughs> part. You mentioned Big John Studd. I will, I rewatched the Andre the Giant uh, special that was on HBO that is now on the WWE Network to hear his thoughts on Big John Studd. Man. It brings their feud into a whole new light. He was not a fan of Big John Studd, to say the least. But 
with that with that said, SmackDown Live last night took place at the Moda Center, not to be confused with the Motor Center. It's the Moda M O D A Moda Center in Portland, Oregon, home to Billy Jack Haynes and a great wrestling promotion back then that gave us uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and several others. Uh, it kicked off with Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler continuing their war of words, which would lead into, no, not a tag team match, but a two out of three falls match. The New Day defeated Daniel Bryan and Rowan. The New Day and Heavy Machinery then defeated Daniel Bryan, Rowan, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Elias defeated The Miz and get this, a two out of three falls match. Nikki Cross defeats Bailey, and by doing so, she earns a title shot for Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sonya Deville defeated Ember Moon in what I thought was a weird match. Maybe we'll talk about that. And then Kofi Kingston. Yes, he just won a cage match. Yes, he won a match in Saudi Arabia against Dolph Ziggler. So since we haven't seen it enough... Let's see it again. Two out of three falls. Oh, yeah. By the way, Dolph Ziggler loses. Kofi Kingston wins. Uh, what did you guys think of last night's episode of SmackDown Live? Uh, the, the guys are hungry. The, the guys clearly see that they have to step their game up. And I actually see it. Mm-hmm. I see the guys trying more. I think the two out of three falls match has become the new Teddy Long. Hold on, player. It's not going to go down like that. Yes. Uh, we're going to make it two out of three falls. Yes. And so it has become that. And I I don't know, Clack, you'll have to share about this because you're the resident WWE fan. It, it, it feels like the relationship where when the person is walking out the door, now the other person wants to try. Ooh. And they're great attempts. They're great attempts. Wow. Love don't live that, here. That actually hurt. That, wow. that actually hurt. That hurt me to hear that. Wow. wow. You could have held that to yourself. <laughs> Love don't live here no more. Uh, let, let me, what is that? Was, is I the Undertaker that, showing up at somebody's house? I think that might be somebody coming to challenge me for my 24-7 title. That's <laughs> okay, so I have two things I want to mention. I hope I can get them both in before we go. The 24-7 championship. Um, of course, they're making a lot of noise about it being defended anytime, anywhere. But did they go too far this past Thursday by the 24-7 championship actually changing hands at Drake Maverick's wedding? Did that go too far, or was that a brilliant no. move? No. Guys are fighting for their life now. Here's the beautiful thing about the 24-7 rule, and I read this, and I don't know if you said it last week, but I read it, that WWE is kind of letting them produce their own product, Mm -hmm. and they're just tossing them ideas. I love the idea of watching guys try stuff. If you are trying stuff, go with it. So it wasn't off limits. I mean, it ain't like it changed hand at Big Show Mama's funeral. Oh, God. You would bring that up. Ugh. Ugh. Clack, what do you think? Is the 24-7 thing gone too far by... I mean, can you imagine you are facilitating a wedding uh, and all of a sudden, right after you give, you know, the nuptials and the like, the 24-7 championship comes in the wedding and changes hands? GB, we're pastors. We've seen much worse. True. No comment 
okay. at all. Um, I will say because my expectations for the twenty four seven title have shifted, I don't think that it's too much. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's great, and here's why: when my doorbell just rang and I said somebody's coming to challenge me for the twenty four seven title, you guys laughed. I think that it is a, a, a slight comic relief. Not that wrestling's a joke. But I think they have found a way to be funny, entertaining. Uh, it, it, it's there's no other way to say it, but it is a joke. But it's not a disrespectful joke to me. I think it's I think it's funny, and that's why they keep giving it to our truth. So I think from my expectations of it, uh, I I think it's good. I don't think it's over the top. For a championship that has been around for about a month, and our uh, truth is now a nine-time champion. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly not a title to be taken seriously. Like the wrestling matches won't last any longer than thirty seconds. Um, I don't. I, I don't know how I feel about it happening at a wedding, but a. Hey, so hey. does it bother you that the title has been that 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 the the championship title has belonged to so many people within the last month? Well, I mean, when it, once it's belonged to so. Ooh, I can't say it like that. Uh, okay. So the title is the whole. No, no, no. So this is the whole title. No, you. No, this is you. All I'm this saying is, is, all I'm what? saying is, once a, a, a championship. See, for a championship to become prestigious, it must be held uh, by one person for a lengthy period of time. Other than that, if everybody can have it or anybody can do it, then it's not special. And so I don't think the 24-7 championship is special. Um, but I do think that the 24-7 championship, to your point, it is comic relief. And uh, we allow it to be what it is. It won't see catch as catch can wrestling. Um, there was a second point I wanted to make. Uh, Josh Spiel, who has now been mentioned twice on this show today, uh, he hit me up last night. And he asked two things. And I want to raise those points to you. Number one, he asked me what I thought of the Undertaker's return to full-time action. So let me ask you guys, and then I'll share my thoughts. What are your thoughts on the Undertaker returning to full-time action? Taker has something to prove. I think what happened with Goldberg, he is embarrassed by, and he came out with more passion on this Monday than I've seen in him in a long time. Okay. Okay. Clack? Uh, I have a question first before I answer that. What is full-time action? Well, I suppose in the case of the Undertaker, it's more than once a year. <laughs> I mean, t- Taker Taker wasn't a, a, a Mother's Day, Christmas, Easter kind of Christian. He was just an Easter Christian. So, you know, he just showed up Taker at WrestleMania. Was only coming to church on Easter. He just come to church on WrestleMania Sunday. That's all. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, it oh, I, I love it. If his body can hold out, um, you know, there, there, and I, and I just keeps proving my point. We, we need to see him because. You know, the new youth pastor that's taken over the church, he's just not ready. We, we need to see the, the senior emeritus uh, once a month at least. Uh, and you're also the type that probably wants to see the senior emeritus die in the pulpit. Um, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just say this. I will. It's weird. It's weird. The gong went off and I just I literally screamed to the point where Yanni had to close the door. Um, because I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. But here's why it was unbelievable to me. It was unbelievable to me, not because of Goldberg, but because all I could think of was this was the last man to beat 
The Undertaker at a WrestleMania. He never got his payback on Roman Reigns. He never got a rematch. So why is he saving Roman Reigns? I want answers. Why is he teaming with Roman Reigns? I want answers. Man, and if, maybe man, if this is a if setup Taker's to something, him up, I'm telling you. Yo, listen, if he is setting him up. Let me, let's me. let just put it to you this way. Undertaker never forgave Brock. He came back after Brock. Let's remember that. He cost Brock the championship. He came yep. after Brock. Roman Reigns, don't sit up and think that the Undertaker just felt like being nice on Monday, so he came to Washington to help you out. No, there is a motive. And if WWE plays this right and we get Undertaker versus Roman again, Ooh. this time after Taker has put the boots to Roman, matter of fact, can you see it at Extreme Rules? Undertaker. got to be a casket match. But see, but wait, be a casket he's match. in this tag match and he turns on Roman. Or, and sets up Undertaker Roman at SummerSlam. <laughs> and Undertaker Somebody gets his revenge. Somebody gives DB a job application. He needs to get hired. I'm just right. telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, so there's that thought. And so as, as for my thought, that's what I think. If Taker's coming back and there's a purpose, it makes sense. And they've signed him to a contract. So if they're going to give him money, let him work for it. Um, again, we don't need to see him every week, but you know, in a move like this, and quite frankly, a tag match with Roman means that he won't have to do a whole lot of work. So it's a win. Um, here's the other thing. Josh, now mentioned for the third time on this show, uh, he's he he felt like WWE wasn't producing enough and feels like they're leading him to AEW. Here's my question. Do you have to be either an AEW fan or a WWE fan, or are you allowed to be fans and supporters of multiple wrestling promotions? Uh, you, you can be, but what? argument's sake always leads you to pick a side. So it is, it, it, it is, it, it is normally the pattern of conversation that leads you. So you can be both. Um, but you will eventually find an affinity in a season to one, which your loyalty will lie with that style. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't have a problem saying I'll probably be either or. Hmm. Clack? I've got a huge problem with it. And not only do I have a problem with it theoretically because of wrestling, you know, me and Josh went to the same school. I will no longer claim Josh. As a graduate from where we graduated from. I, how dare he? How dare you, Josh? In the most difficult times of your life, WWE was there for you. How dare you turn your back on Shawn Michaels? How, how dare you turn your back on me? You, you have seen me stand up against these two AEW juggernauts and jerks and Courtney and GB, and you put me through a table? Oh, I'm done. I'll see you in heaven. That's the next time we'll be tag team partners. Wow. Wow. <laughs> How dare you, Josh? Happy Apologize. birthday. <laughs> I want an apology. Wow. Why would you dare try to support both? Can can light have fellowship with darkness? <laughs> How dare you? There's a standard of holiness. You can't toe the line, Josh. Josh, I'm talking to you. You can't toe the line. <laughs> 
Where are your convictions? Where are your standards? Where's your loyalty? Where is it? Where is it? Ah! He just asked that man, does he still have the Holy Ghost? Where Basically. Is your loyalty? Well, I'll That's be intrigued it. to hear uh, any sort of uh, rebuttal from, from Josh. Josh, you may want to send some sort of rebuttal in so that the world can hear or maybe go on social media and tell us something. Man, he just convicted Josh. Josh, not going to say anything now. <laughs> Listen, there's no better way to end the show than right there. I was going to talk about, well, well oh, gosh. Fight, speak no, of AEW. That's it. that's it. And now Fighter Fest AEW is this weekend. It's completely free on uh, Bleacher Report Live, so you guys can check it out. Um, and I guess I'll update you guys on social media relative to the standings for the faction championship. Uh, it's getting very interesting right now. That's what I can say. But uh, I, I can't follow that. So here's how you can reach us on social media. Courtney. At C Major Beard on Instagram. At C Major Beard on Twitter. Courtney Beard on Facebook. Josh, who knew? <laughs> Clack. You can reach me at WWEloyalty.com. <laughs> where we don't waffle back and forth because of hard times and find new companies to support. You can reach me at old memories of DX going outside of WCW and winning. You can reach me at Vince McMahon buying WCW.com. You can reach me wherever there is WWE merchandise. Goodbye. And you can simply reach me at Bonnerfied. Make sure you're following us at The Faction Show on Instagram and Twitter uh, something t and Facebook as well. Something tells me we've not heard the end of this. Uh, and maybe we'll give our pr prediction for Fighter Fest and the like. But until then, follow us. It's getting real saucy, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's Clack. It's Courtney. It's GB. And we are The Faction. <laughs>